Hey everybody, Max Kevin here. It's the Little Kitty Podcast. It's not too long. Well, well, did you go vote? Did you did you make your voice heard? You gotta get out there. You gotta make your voice get heard, cause no one's listening to you, cause no one gives a fuck about what you're saying, cause you're a dumb fuck. Don't stop talking, you know, but you gotta make your voice heard. Oh, you know? <laughs> uh, anyway, I'm I made my voice heard, you know? I uh on Tuesday. You know, of course, my ballot didn't come in the mail. I was like, what the fuck, dude? Fucking Obama, dude. Fucking Trump. He's he's taking away. He's taking away all the postal services, you know? Yeah, I remember, uh, remember a couple months ago when, uh, well, I don't know, maybe you don't, but all my, all my liberal friends were freaking out. They're like, Donald Trump's secretly taking away all the post office boxes and sticking them in a dump somewhere in the middle of Nevada, you know? And I guess, well, well, you know, Nevada is pretty, pretty close right now, but, uh, you know, um, I remember, I remember when my friends were complaining about that, I was like, well, okay, even if they take away the mailboxes outside, what, just, you don't have a mailbox at your house? I don't know if you know how the mail works, but you can just put a letter in your mailbox and the mailman will take it, you know? And then if that doesn't work, you can just go to the post office and then give it to the person, you know? So, um, just because there's not a blue box on the sidewalk, I don't know, doesn't fucking matter, you know? I mean, who, who, who are these people that don't know how to use the mail, you know? It's like the voter ID thing, you know? They're saying, oh, if you need an ID to vote, that's racist. It's like, what? Are you sure? You need an ID to do fucking everything, you know? Are the, are, is all that racist, too? I went to a bar the other day, they checked my ID, fucking racist. Don't let me drink. Don't let me put the whiskey in my mouth because they're fucking racist, bro. They don't like white people. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, I went to, and this is the first time I, I voted in person since uh, 2008. And, um, you know, it was, um, I was actually pleasantly surprised by, like, the organization of the uh, shout out to uh, the local elementary school over here. Um, of course, everyone in there was Asian, so that's probably one of the reasons. And they were all, they're all non-native English speakers, which was also, I don't know, I, I, in this neighborhood I live in, I think there's like a lot of Koreans, and there's also like a, like a, uh, what do you call it, what's that one religion? Um, Jehovah's Witness? There's like a Jehovah's Witness Korean church, I think? I'm not sure. Maybe not. Um, but uh, anyway. I think they were they were they were helping out the elementary school there, and uh, everything was well organized. You know, everyone was wearing uh, their their little little cutie face masks and and face shields, and like they had they had pens. You know, they had like a little basket. They're like, grab a pen here, and after you use it, put it in the other basket, and then we'll wipe it off, and we'll put it in a different basket. You know, and we ha- and they had little um, what do you call them? You know, like uh, what do they call those things? A stylus, little styluses, so you could when you vote when you go to vote. And, uh, of course I used a, um, in, in 2008, I used a voting machine, which didn't print out anything. And my vote probably wasn't counted because it was one of those goddamn diebold voting machines, you know? And, um, yeah, are, are those, are people still using those? Cause like this, this machine I used, I used the machine this time, but it just printed out my ballot, you know? And then it just, it was just used to print out the paper ballot. And then, uh, you know, I handed it in there, but... You know, there, there was, of course, that big scandal. I don't know if you guys remember the big scandal in the year 2004, 2008. 
Those diebold voting machines were easily hackable. And um, I don't think anything was done about that. I don't know how many... I don't know how many places are still using those those voting machines that can be hacked by the by you know little little Johnny. Uh, but uh, we need to we need to preserve democracy. Okay, this is a, we have democracy in America. You know, it's it's amazing to me how how little people care about these uh, about those you know ha- easily hackable voting machines. Even though you know they they care about the the mailboxes disappearing, but not the not the voting machine. You know. I just don't understand people. It's like everyone gets so worked up about things that don't matter and and they don't give a shit about things that actually do matter. I think this is this is going to be a running theme in today's podcast. Yeah. Um anyway, uh see I voted, made my voice heard. Um uh let's see. Let's see. Of course, uh you know, um me and my roommates we're we're watching the election coverage, you know. We didn't have anything else to do, so we're all we're all like getting drunk, you know. Watching the election coverage, and that was that was kind of fun hanging out with my roommates because we don't we don't all hang out together. Even though there's like there's seven of us that live in this house, we don't we don't all hang out as much as we should, you know. Um, so that was fun. We're we're hanging out all night. You know, I was discussing um, I was discussing economics with one of my with one of my roommates there. You know, he's a uh, he's a liberal guy, which is cool, which is fine, you know. And um, I noticed a lot of his arguments were about inequality and um you know um yeah wealth inequality basically and i was trying to explain to him like the the real causes of the wealth inequality are central economic planning right and i think i made a, a pretty good case but even after i even after i explained everything he still seemed to he's like yeah but what about the wealth inequality and i'm and it's, he still seemed to, you know, be convinced that it was the it was the fucking one percent banksters, dude, the fucking corporations, bro. We need to tax the rich people, you know, you know. And um, you know, I don't really blame him because um, basically, I, w- I was telling him things that he had never heard before, you know. And he, he's probably spent his whole life hearing the. The central economic planning propaganda, you know, and um, I, I feel that's 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 the way that a lot of people. You know, I was talking with one of my roommates, and, and she didn't even know she didn't even know who Stalin was, <laughs> or or Chairman Mao. You know, I was like, you didn't you didn't learn about the World War Two? She said, and she was like, Nah, I grew up in Hawaii. We didn't really learn about stuff. The schools there. I was like, Oh wow, I guess Hawaii. Hawaii, they don't teach. Uh, they don't teach about. I mean, they ta- they have to teach about Pearl Harbor, right? I don't know who'd you think bombed Pearl Harbor. I don't know. Uh, anyway, uh, that's the that's the public education system we got here, kids. All right, that's what happens. Oh, oh, you want the government to take over your health care? Well, guess what? They took over education, and now the kids in Hawaii don't even know about World War Two. What do you What do you think about that? Um, anyway, so uh, yeah, that was that was actually kind of a fun night, uh, election night there. Of course. You know, nothing, nothing got decided. There was all the um, contested states. You know, as I, as I record this, it's still, I don't know. I don't know. How long is this shit going to last? You know, is it going to be like 2000 where they're just going to keep, keep, uh, keep counting, keep recounting all the chads. You guys remember the chads in, uh, from Florida in the year 2000, the chads, where are the chads, you know, 
Um, anyway, uh, so that was a fun, that was kind of a fun, fun little night there. Little cutie, little cutie election night. Uh, let's see what else. I uh, was running on the beach. Yeah, like I, I guess maybe Monday or so. I can't remember. I, I don't even know what day it is. You know, all the days just blend together. But um, went for a run on the beach there. Ran for like an hour. It's pretty good. Felt good. You know, I miss running. I remember when I was a little kid, I I, I ran a lot. You know, I think did, did I tell this story before on the podcast? I don't know. Even if I, did, I'm going to tell it again. You know, so we had this we had this jogathon at the um at my elementary school there. You know, it's a jogathon. It's a fundraiser. It's a fundraiser where we don't sell anything. We just run around in circles and get people to give us money, you know? So basically what you did, they gave us this little manila folder, right? With a paper on it. It had like, and on the paper, it's like, write your name and how much you'll donate per lap, right? And they're like, okay, kids, go around to your neighborhood and ask your neighbors to give you money based on how many laps you can run, you know? I mean, imagine doing that today in COVID America, you know? Uh, so, you know, I, uh, I was going around, going around the neighbors. I'm like, hi, hi, my name's, my name's Kevin. I'm seven years old. Can you, can you donate five cents per lap? And they'd be like, okay, you know, and people give like three cents, five cents, you know? I remember this one neighbor, he gave me 18 cents per lap. And I was like, holy shit, dude, I'm fucking rich, dude. 18 cents, fuck yeah. And, um, anyway, I ended up running like, uh, like 20 laps around the, uh, the little, you know, I mean, these weren't like quarter mile. They're, it was probably like, a, I don't know. Now that I think about it, maybe like a, uh, yeah. I don't know, it doesn't fucking matter. But I, I ran like 20 laps, you know. So I, I remember going back to the guy. He's like, eight, he had 18 cents. And I'm like, I'm like that'll be, that'll be $3.70. And he was like, here you go, kid. And I was like, holy shit, I'm fucking rich. I can almost buy a new Ninja Turtle, you know. Uh, so, you know, I think I raised, like, ten bucks back then, you know? And, uh, yeah, that was, like, that was their idea of a fundraiser. I mean, they didn't have that many kids at that school, you know? I don't know, maybe a thousand kids, and they each read ten bucks, like, ten thousand bucks, I guess. Eh, it's not bad for a fundraiser in the, uh, late 80s there. But it's just, like, how much, how much would they be charging now would you know would people ask like for a dollar or five dollars per you know so much inflation man all right oh, oh i guess inflation doesn't exist you know everything even though everything is more expensive you know? um so anyway uh of course um then as i as i entered uh, junior high school i got fatter you know I, I remember like in fifth grade we were doing kind of the same thing like running running laps i used to run a lot when i was okay i love running you know and then in fifth grade, I was running and it was like difficult for me. And that was kind of the first time I realized that I was getting fat. I was like, <laughs> or I didn't really understand like what was going on, you know, or like why, what being in shape was and like what being fat was. And, uh, but I, I can still remember that day, like running and having to stop. And I remember thinking, I was like, what is going on? How come I can't run anymore? You know, what is it? What does it mean to be a big fat fatty? You know, I didn't really. I was gaining weight in that time, you know, and it wasn't muscle, you know, um, but anyway, uh, so I want to get back into running, I do like running, you know, it's good, it's good feeling, uh, those endorphins afterwards, you know, you get that runner's high, feels so good, 
there's nothing like it. Even you know, even when you do it, when you do a uh, when you're when you're bulking up, dude. When you do fucking heavyweight workout, you know, it's kind of a different feeling than that 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 cardio that cardio feeling. You know, both feelings are good. So uh, I recommend exercise for all you fatties out there uh, listening to this. Uh, do some goddamn exercise, all right? Why do you think Why do you think so many Americans are dying from COVID and no one in Asia is dying? Because 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 they do some goddamn fucking exercise. You know, anyway. Uh, Let's see what else we got going on. I went to a uh, went to a mic last night for the first time in a couple weeks at this bar because uh, you know all the comedy clubs are closed. But if just random bars have shows, that's fine. You know, Gavin Newsom won't close them down. So anyway, uh, went there. It was it was uh, it was pretty good. It was pretty there was there was a good amount of people there. But uh, by the time I went up, most of the people had left. Like I got there at like six thirty. That's when the show started. And it was it was pretty busy. But then like by eight thirty, it was almost empty. You know, it was just it was just other comedians, and uh, there was only like two two people in the back. And I kind of did my set, and no one was really listening. And I was telling jokes, you know, um, that I think all the other comedians had heard already. And then the two people in the back that hadn't heard them weren't really listening. So I was just like, oh god. I doing what am I doing with my life yeah um so so that was uh that was okay I feel like in those in those situations I should just do an audible you know I should have just done an audible and just started just started I don't know doing something else yeah but uh yeah we'll see uh yeah, I'm going to do a, uh, talking with my roommates. They were saying we should do a, we should do a show, you know, because all the, all the clubs are closed. We could do a little show in our backyard here, so uh, I think I'm going to do that. I think that'll be fun next week. Organize a little show, a little cutie comedy show. Invite your friends. Bring your friends. Bring your family members. Bring little, don't bring, don't bring grandma, though, because she might get COVID. Uh. I guess this is the second time I've tried to organize a show. I remember I organized a show one time in uh, in uh, Japan. It was a bilingual show. Uh, first half in English, second half Japanese. And uh, it was it was really stressful, man, you know? Because I was doing it with this chick, and, and basically she was trying to make money. You know, she, like, rented out this bar and was uh, trying to make money. And, like, at first, like... Not that many people showed up, and she was stressing out. She's like, where is everybody? I had to pay all this money for this bar. And I was like, oh, I don't, I don't know. I was just going to bring the comics. I thought you were going to bring your friends. I, that, was kind of the, that was kind of the whole deal here. You know, we, we're doing this. You know, you're, you're putting up the money and making the money, and I'm, not, I'm, just, I'm just bringing the comics, you know? You know, this, that's kind of the deal here, you know? I get, I get nothing. And you, you know, uh, anyway, enough people ended up showing up. So, so she broke even and she was a lot less stressed out and, um, but God, it's so stressful. It's so stressful and so much work, like, and so thankless, you know, making, making comedy shows and, and mics and stuff. And so thanks to everybody. Thanks to everybody around the world running mics for the other comedians, you know, Keeping it going, keeping the art form going. We gotta keep our art going. You know? 
Um, anyway, I guess the uh, lastly today was a big day in the markets. Markets were up. Markets were up bigly, as they say. Uh, silver's up as I as I record this. Let's see, let's see. Silver's up six percent, and it's got its fucking teetering. Right now it's twenty five thirty six. It just will not break. I was afraid this was happening, man. Yeah, well, I was thinking about selling today because silver gets up to like twenty five fifty, and then it just won't fucking break twenty five fifty for whatever reason. It's the third time it's hit twenty five fifty in the in the last. Uh, month in the last month or so it's a critical it's a critical area yeah so it hit it today let's see it hit 25 25 40 25 46 today and now it's back down to 25 34 you know so but yeah big day big day for silver i hope that you know because um basically i guess because biden's winning everyone's like oh yeah fucking biden stimulus dude it's just gonna print money we're just gonna keep printing money dude fucking party time dude uh, and also the Fed uh, announced today that they're uh, they announced again the same thing that they announced every time that they're not going to raise interest rates and they're going to keep buying spending 120 billion dollars every month buying shit no one wants uh, but yeah we live in a free market economy everybody uh, so anyway um, we'll see what happens here we'll see what happens here hopefully there's not a giant fucking sell off tomorrow that would uh, that would make me a little more depressed you know but of course, as I said before, um, my mood is entirely dependent on the stock market. And, um, well, silver's up six today, so I'm feeling pretty good. I'm feeling pretty good. Feeling pretty good. Still down 30%, you know. But anyway, we won't talk about that. Let's not talk about that. Let's not talk about that. Let's try to stay positive, all right? Silver's going above 2550 today. It's going to happen. If you believe, if you, if you dream, how's that go? Conceive, conceive, believe, achieve. That's what that's what you gotta do. And right now I'm conceiving some big titties. You know, anyway, thanks for listening. Maybe we'll see you tomorrow.